Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, this episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki, a service that you can use to organise conversations and English lessons with native speakers online through Skype. It's a great way to work on your spoken fluency in English from the comfort of your own home. And the cool thing is that because you're a Lepster, when you buy some talking time on italki, they will give you a voucher for a free lesson. So if you really want to fast track your English to fluency, you can do it by talking to people or getting lessons on italki. Just go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is all about some strange news stories that I found on theweek.co.uk. I've used these stories in class in the past because they're full of grammar and vocabulary, but also because they make quite good talking points. This time, I tried my odd news worksheet with my parents, and you can hear the results in this episode. There are eight stories being discussed. First, there's a guessing game involving the possible headlines and what they could mean. And then we get into the stories, all of which are available on the page for this episode as transcripts. So you could check those out and uh, pay attention to the vocabulary or the way the sentences are constructed and just enjoy listening to my parents and me having a relaxed chat about these weird stories. And also there are, there are various other little sort of anecdotes and stories too. We, we use the stories as jumping off points to talk about personal experiences and things. So there are some amusing little stories from my mum and dad in this episode too. And I must say that when I listened back to this recording, uh, I laughed out loud a few times, mainly because of my parents' contributions. I think it's quite a funny episode. And I hope you enjoy listening to it. So let's get started right away. And here we go. Hello, folks. I'm joined at this point by my parents and the washing machine. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear the washing machine in the background. I thought I would just bring that to your attention immediately. Just in case you hadn't heard it, let me just make sure that you do hear it so that you can then go, oh, it was annoying that there was a washing machine in the background. But uh, you wouldn't want me to walk around in dirty clothes, would you, listeners? Of course not. Okay. Hello, Mum and Dad. Hello, Luke. Hello, Luke. Uh, how are you? Fine, thank you. Absolutely fine, thank you. Absolutely fine. Yep. Great. All right, then. What's going on? What's the situation? Well, we're here in uh, Paris for a few days, visiting you and, more specifically, our little granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And this morning, we are just dossing around with you in your flat, uh, doing a podcast. More, more importantly, the, the granddaughter. Oh, yeah. So, that's it. That yeah. She's more important now. Well, of course she is. Okay. You don't <laughs> think we'd come all this way just to see you. <laughs> all right, then. Uh, weather report. Weather report here in France is it was pouring with rain yesterday. 
This is traditional. Whenever we come to Paris, it rains. We mm -hmm. bring it with us. Uh, so there were high winds and rain yesterday, but now it's all calm. And there is uh, blue sky, puffy clouds. <laughs> and um, back home in the UK, the weather is still nice. It's been a really, really good summer. And it's still quite dry and still quite warm. Okay, good. I have to do that, as you know, at the beginning of these episodes sometimes, just to kind of break the ice. Okay, then. So, this episode is all about odd news. Okay, now, yep. what I've got in my hand is a, a worksheet that I've used in my classes at school mm. with groups of adult students doing conversation classes so I've used this before because it provides some vocabulary and it also provides a basis for some conversation. And I thought I'd use the same material with you, more or less. All right. Okay. Odd, odd news. Odd news stories, okay? From theweek.co.uk. Theweek.co.uk is a website that basically compiles the journalism of the week. So it's kind of what the, what the newspapers have been saying about different topics. Mm -hmm. And they do the main stories, but also they have a section called Odd News. Odd Unusual, peculiar. Strange. Yeah. Bizarre, mm. weird. Okay. Yeah. Unusual, peculiar, strange, bizarre, weird, or odd. Odd, odd news. Strange. There's another meaning of odd. Yeah. I mean, uh, completely different meaning, which is that in numbers, there are even numbers and odd numbers. Mm -hmm. Even numbers are two, four, six, eight, ten. You can divide them by two. Yeah. And odd numbers... Um, are one three five seven nine? You can't divide them by two. Why do we call them odd numbers? Is it because I don't those? Know. Is it because they're strange numbers? It's like oh, three, know. five, a bit weird. A bit weird because you can't divide I them don't by think two. Five and three a bit, a bit weird. Except that you can't divide it by two. <laughs> is that weird? It's like oh, you can't divide it by two. Oh, oh it's no, that's odd. That's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I doubt it. I don't I know why. I don't know a different reason. I don't know why, why we call them odd and even numbers. But it's a good point, Dad. Odd and even numbers, and also odd meaning strange, bizarre, weird, unusual, and uh, so there was another word I can't remember. Anyway, odd news. So, you know, these little uh, strange, funny, curious... Snippets. Yeah, little, bit, little stories. When you worked at the BBC, and Mum, you worked at the BBC as well for a while. For a while, yeah. N not as a journalist, but you... Well, well, you know, it's a journalist, but <laughs> Mum made a face when I when I said that. She's like, eh, not as a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do at the BBC? I'm the secretary. You were secretary. Yes. What did that involve? Being mm, all sorts of lots of things, organising everybody for a start. Well, no, not really. Typing skills. Uh, yes, typing the news from their correspondents all over the country. You used to phone in and di dictate the news stories over the phone. But there was me. there was a while when you worked in the in the business of newsmaking, sort of on the periphery. Were you in the newsroom? Yes. Okay, so you saw the action in the newsroom. Oh yeah. Okay, Dad obviously was he worked for the BBC for a longer period of time. In, as a journalist, yeah, right. So odd news then. I mean, did you, Dad? Did you ever cover any sort of strange, odd little stories when you were working as a journalist? Yes, occasionally. Um, in broadcasting, um, there isn't an awful lot of space uh, in a news bulletin. It would, you know, the number of words in a television half-hour news is roughly the equivalent of one page of a newspaper. Uh huh. The you know, so it has to be very um, concise. And no, normally it sticks to the serious news. You know, it's a, a, a bulletin or a programme of news. It doesn't have time for any trivia. Yeah. But there is a bit of a tradition yeah. of um, 
ending up on something to give you a smile at the end of the news. Right. They call it the and finally. Mm -hmm. And finally, it says the newsreader, and then it's something a bit bizarre. And finally, uh, (laughs) residents of uh, Birmingham were treated to an interesting display when when this uh, balloon demonstration went wrong. (laughs) Luckily, the, uh, the, you know... That yes. sort of thing. I mean, the, the, and there are other, you know, uh, trivial stories that have gone down in history. One of them was um, a skateboarding duck. Skateboarding the duck. Skateboarding duck. It was a really talented duck. You know, he could skateboard really well. And um, the pictures of the skateboarding duck um, were, you know, very popular. How would you, if you were the newsreader, how would you do the and finally... Here's a skateboarding duck. What would you say? I don't know. I think at the time, skateboarding was a relatively, you know, trendy new thing. And, you know, you'd start off by saying skateboarding is getting more and more popular. And uh, it's even now favourite of the bird kingdom. And, you know, (laughs) here comes quackers. Watch out. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it would be quite like that. No. I can imagine, like, Alan Partridge covering that story. And be like, I'm I'm here at the local, you know, skate park. Uh, Okay. All right, then. Now, what I've got here is, uh, as I said, a a, a little collection of odd news from the week. Now, what we're going to do is start with the headlines. We know, don't we, that newspaper headlines have slightly different grammar than than normal English. Uh, For example, present tenses are used for past events. So, for for example, if it was uh, a man fell, uh, fell out of a hot air balloon, it would be man falls out of hot air balloon. Uh, Auxiliary verbs are often removed. So instead of it being a man was rescued from um, a a duck, uh, (laughs) a duck sanctuary. Let's say, I don't know. (laughs) Let's say even the man went to the duck zoo to check out the ducks and he fell into the duck. And he was rescued from a duck attack. He was rescued from a duck attack. Exactly. A man was rescued from a duck attack. The headline becomes man. Duck attack man rescued. Okay. Or man rescued from duck attack. So that we remove the was. The auxiliary verb is removed. Uh, Passive forms become noun plus past participle like man rescued, woman arrested and so on. Reasons, consequences, and causes are given using after and over. So, for example, man arrested over duck incident. <laughs> you know, that means that the man was arrested in, you know, in relation to the duck incident or because of a duck incident. Or man jailed after attempting sex with a duck, for example. <laughs> well, yes, but another thing of course about newspaper headlines is that they really like short words mm-hmm. um particularly monosyllables so it wouldn't be arrested it would be held uh, <laughs> man held in duck shock right you know, simple monosyllabic words yeah okay okay there's i've talked about that before uh, on the podcast as my listeners might know so anyway Let's. What we're, we're going to start with the headlines, and what we're going to do is I'm going to read you some of the words. So I've divided, I've chopped the headlines in half because mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing that English teachers do. Right. We don't just give you the headlines. We have to chop them in half first. You've got to match them up. You've got to talk to a partner and all that stuff. Okay. So, but this is a chance for us to deal with some of the vocab in the headlines. So I'll give you the first half of the headline. We may have to deal with some words, and then you, I'll give you multiple choice. You can guess how the headline finishes. Okay. The first one, Mum, mm-hmm. is this. Man charged. Man charged. Charged? That means that he was charged with a, some sort of offence. 
Okay. That he'd done something wrong and the police had found him and they charged him for, you know, I don't know, attacking someone or stealing a pen or something. Is that the only meaning of charged? Uh, mm, man charged? You could say man charged with uh, sorting out uh, this mess. Meaning, he, meaning he, he's been put in charge of something. Okay. What about money? Oh, yes, that's right. You could say man charged too much for his meal. Man charged £2,000 for <laughs> hamburger. Yeah, okay. So it's Man charged by bull. Man charged by bull is another one, <laughs> meaning a bull charged a man, meaning the bull ran at the man. Anyway, man charged, okay. Uh, here are your options. Is it man charged after being served salad? Hmm. Would make sense. It could, but it's hardly news, is it? Not really. <laughs> it's a slow news day, isn't it? Like, what do we got? Well, a man bought a salad. <laughs> and they charged him for it. Uh, or is it man charged over stolen toes? <laughs> stolen toes. What could that be about? It, it could be um, a, uh, a sculpture that he'd, he'd broken the toes off the sculpture, and then he stole and the stole toes, them. and then he was he was caught. And then by he was the arrested by the police and, and charged ch- with toe theft. Okay, or is it man charged to tackle cheating? Yeah, that's more like it. That's what I was saying about someone being put in charge of something. So if the there was a school that had a lot of trouble with cheating in the exams, they would. Um, appoint a man who would be charged with the job of look, looking out for the cheating. Okay, so some sort of like school inspector or yeah. something like that. Maybe I hope they appointed him fairly. Yes, you would hope so. Um, which one do you think it is? You think it's man charged to tackle cheating? Do Give you? me them three again. Man charged um, after be- after being served salad. Yeah. Man charged over stolen toes. Yeah. Or man charged. To tackle cheating. Well, if it's a trivial, odd story, I suppose it's man-charged after stealing toes. Is the correct answer. Ah. Yeah. We're, we're going to so, come back to that. Okay. But it's, so, listeners, you can keep in mind, man-charged over stolen toes, a man stole some toes. We'll find out more in, in, in <laughs> probably in a few minutes. Okay? Next one, Dad, is this. Massive cannabis crop. What's a massive cannabis crop? Um, crop. Well, it's the plants which uh, you, you know, dry the leaves and turn into cannabis that people smoke. And, a, a, crop, um, a crop? A crop is, is a, a lot of it. Um, you can have, um, out in the fields, you can have a wheat crop or a, you know, a tomato crop, crop or a potato crop. So it's a lot of cannabis plants and it would probably have been in a greenhouse or it might even have been somebody's house hidden in the attic. So what was the start of the headline? Massive cannabis crop found in attic. So this is that someone's been growing some ganja in their attic and... Uh, I'm guessing. Okay, let's see. I've got, you've got two options for how the headline okay. continues. So it's either massive cannabis crop found at UNESCO site or it's massive cannabis crop gets free travel. Well, I don't see how a massive cannabis crop could get free travel. So I'm going with the UNESCO site headline. You don't think maybe, um, you know, someone is trying to transport a massive cannabis crop and he goes through customs and the customs officer says, do you have anything to declare? And the guy goes, yeah, I've got a massive cannabis crop. (laughs) And the customs officer goes, well, tell you what, if you just give me a little bit, then I'll let you go through free. No. No. No? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So it's massive cannabis crop found at UNESCO site. 
think so, yeah. Okay, what's a UNESCO site? Uh, United Nations, um, oh, what does it stand for? Organisation. United Nations uh, Environmental uh, Society. Uh, site no, of special, incultural. yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God, okay, hold on, hold on. Right, we have to explain, we can't let that one go mm. without... You know, saying what UNESCO stands for. Science, education, culture. United Nations. Well, we know what it is and what they do, but we're just trying to work out what UNESCO actually stands for. Either historical or um, cultural or... Luke is busy looking this up. What does UNESCO stand for? It stands for United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organisation. We were pretty close. Okay. So UNESCO has certain sites around the world that they kind of protect, basically, Mm -hmm. because they are of great cultural significance. Um, So cannabis crop found at UNESCO site. Well, it's pretty clear, I suppose, isn't it? Hmm. Okay, then. So maybe some tourists were... It was culturally significant cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, the next headline, Mum, is this. Number three, uh, baby born on train, mm-hmm. which is pretty obvious, yeah. isn't it? A baby was born on a train. Yeah. So your options are baby born on train after being served salad. Okay. Yeah. Baby born on... Tra- that one's going to come up a lot after being served Okay. Uh, baby born on train after being shot in the face with a hot dog. Oh. Unlikely. Not possible. Not yeah. really part. How would that happen? I yeah. don't know. Baby born on train found at UNESCO site. Okay. So the baby was born on the train and, and later on... In, am- in amongst all the cannabis. Like, what happened to that baby that was born on the train? <laughs> I don't know. We lost it. Here it is. It's at the UNESCO site. This yeah, is very g- plausible. Give Go me on. another one. <laughs> um, baby born on train gets free travel. Okay. And yeah. baby born on train to tackle cheating. Oh, well, I think that's fairly obvious. Baby born on train to get free travel. Yes. So, yeah. so, so they must have said, oh, this was unusual. The mother went into labour on the train and the baby was born and there was much in- excitement ensued and much chaos. And at the end of it all, the people who owned the train line said, I tell you what... For good publicity, we'll say that baby can have free travel for the rest of its life. Okay, that sounds pretty plausible. Could have been simpler than that. It could have been that when the train arrived, the ticket inspector said, where's the ticket for the baby then? (laughs) And and he said, I haven't got one. Why not? Oh, well, he didn't exist. Well, because it didn't exist when we got on the train. It didn't exist at the beginning of the journey. And he said, all right then. All right, you can go, come on, (laughs) move along, move along. Okay, well, we'll see. Um, Next one is this, Dad. Woman injured. Woman injured. I think we know what injured means. Um, By um, flying pancake. Woman injured by flying pancake? Could be, could be. Maybe it hit her in the eyes and blinded her. My eyes! Could have been a sausage. Okay, Could have been a hot dog. Here we go. Woman injured after being served salad. (laughs) Some of those salads. Those are very dangerous. They're quite dangerous. That that celery can be pretty sharp. Broke my jaw on a piece of lettuce. Oh, um, woman injured after being shot in the face with a hot dog. Yeah, I think that's almost certainly. No, wait till you hear the others. Woman injured to tackle cheating. Like you, you're a cheat. We're going to set an example and break your legs. Look, you see, don't cheat, or we'll break your legs, like we did to that woman. No, 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 no. I don't know what kind of school that would be. No. That would be my kind of school. That's how I. That's how I tackle cheating in my school. Like, don't brutal. cheat, or I'll break your legs. The mafia school of English. He's, he's brutal. Um, Jay, 
Now, that's it. So, woman injured after being served salad, after being shot in the face, or in order to tackle cheating. Which one is it, Dad? Well, I think I thought right from the beginning that it was going to be, you know, injured by a hot dog, because that's the obvious thing, isn't it? Okay, so woman injured after being shot in the face with a hot dog. Well, How you do know, you isn't shoot that, isn't a that hot what dog? happens all the time? If you get shot in the face, you get injured by the hot dog. Hot so, dog injury. Horrible. Yeah. How do you shoot a hot dog? Yeah. With a hot dog gun. Indeed. Oh, right. We'll find out more in a minute. I'll tell you how you shoot someone in the face with a hot dog. How? You shoot someone in the face with a hot dog. You just shoot them in the face with a hot dog. Yeah. Um, Who's next, Mum? Hmm. Uh, This is uh, Algeria turns off the internet. Oh, gosh. They just switched off the internet. So they don't allow their people, their inhabitants to use the internet. Just switched off. That does happen. I mean, they're not allowed the internet in various places. Yep. Anyway, well, I don't know. Mm. I don't. I'm not an expert on on, on Algeria, but okay. as the story says, yeah. Algeria turns off the internet, and your options are: uh, Algeria turns off the internet after being served salad. Oh. Okay, it's getting a bit um, it, yeah, repetitive. A bit, it isn't is, it? yeah. Okay, or Algeria turns off the internet to tackle cheating, or Algeria turns off the internet with her bare hands. Well, with her bare hands doesn't make sense because Algeria isn't a person. And so I think it's got to be to tackle cheating. The people in Algeria must think that the school children in their country use it too much to when they're um, taking their exams so the and looking up the answers. To switch off the internet. Yes. Which is what you would do with your children, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes they're like, you you know, you, yeah. you've got to do your homework. I'm switching off the internet. No, 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 no. no I'm switching it off. Yeah. I've warned you enough times. You knew what would happen. And I now turning off the internet. I wonder how it works, though. Do, does the Algerian parliament have a huge red switch on the wall marked internet? Mm-hmm. And and somebody says, right, I'm switching it off, and they kind of go click. Or the, the government goes, right, you know, we forward the motion to switch off the internet. All those in favour, you know, say aye, and everyone goes, aye. All those in favour go no, and, you know... Nobody, nobody goes does. no. He's like, OK, switch off the internet. And someone in a black uniform whose job it is to switch the internet on and off goes and switches it. He's got a black uniform and white gloves. Yep. And it's the ceremony of the, the officials. It would be somewhat overkill, though, wouldn't it? Because all the people who weren't cheating and for u- using the internet for law-abiding uh, reasons would be, wouldn't be able to use it. Just Think of be, all the companies that just, rely on it. Yeah. They'd say, oh, it's been switched off again. So just because some school lunch. children are cheating, you'd think they could tackle it in another way, wouldn't it? seems you? a little bit harsh as a, yeah. as a, a measure. Anyway, uh, we'll find out a little bit more in a moment. Mum. Yes. Child calls police. Right. Okay, it's clear, yeah. isn't it? Well, the, a child has obviously phoned up the police for some reason. Okay. Child calls police yes. after being served salad. No, no. no. Child no. calls police after being shot in the face with a hot dog. Well, we've had that one. Can we have it more than once? Maybe. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about the, the oh, system okay. too much. Okay. Child calls police over stolen toes. Right. And child calls police to tackle cheating. Uh-huh. Like, like some of my schoolmates yeah. are cheating. Can you arrest them? And I'm snitching on them. Um, and child calls police with her bare hands. So she, she didn't use gloves or or anything else. She didn't use her voice. She used her bare hands to call the police. Mm. Um, so give me them again. Child so calls police after, eating a salad. after being served salad, after being shot in the face with a hot dog, but we've already had that one. Uh, over stolen toes or with her bare hands. Well, it's got to be over stolen toes again. Okay, we will see. 
What do you think, Rick? Yeah, I think it's a, a child has maybe put their socks on and suddenly realised their toes had disappeared and called the police and said, somebody's taken my toes. Yeah, or the child found some toes yes. and called the police and said, yeah. I've found the stolen toes. <laughs> I think that's unlikely. Okay. You know when that man was charged with stealing toes? Well, I found them. Yeah, this might be the crucial evidence that yeah. uh, can make or break this case. We'll see, as I said, in a moment. Number eight. Uh, number eight? No. Man killed. Man killed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, after being served salad, uh, after being shot in the face with a hot dog. Uh, man killed by his mother's coffin. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Is that all of them? No. Man killed um, over stolen toes. <laughs> <laughs> the stolen toes story continues. Or man killed to tackle cheating. I all think right. I know which one it is. What do you think, Mum? I think it's by his mother's coffin. What, like next to his mother's coffin or his mother's coffin? No, no, no. His mother's coffin killed him because he was carrying, he was one of the, not stretcher bearers, what are they called? Paul bearers. Paul bearers. Carrying his mother's coffin coffin into church. He was going up some steps and he tripped and fell forward and the coffin was catapulted, not catapulted, was slid forward on top of him. And his mother was so heavy, she was a big fat woman, and, her, and they'd got such a good quality coffin with very, very heavy wood, mm-hmm. it landed on top of him and killed him. Crushed him. Mother's revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it could be the toe story again. I'm thinking mafia here. Man killed over stolen toes. Yeah, well, you know, that, that uh, there was a, a punishment going on in the mafia. Cut your toes off. And then, you don't, you don't, you don't cut... You don't cut my brother's toes off. And so, you know, it was a revenge shooting. <laughs> or it could be, uh, you know, like there was a, there was like a toe thief, toe stealing um, job. Like some mafia guys got together and they organized a raid on the British Museum to steal some toes from a statue or something. Well, the whole ransom. We can ransom uh the statue of David's toes for a lot of mount. Or that, yeah, there's, there's, the toes were stolen, and then later <laughs> someone told the police, someone grasped them up to the police, and the mafia guys need to take revenge on the mm. on the on the. Uh, what do you well, call it? Well, there's a, the... there's an option. It's a mafia yeah. story, or it's a nasty accident at a funeral. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, of a sort of Robert De Niro situation with the stolen toes. It'd be something like, uh, I told you, I told you, don't screw with my toes. You leave my toes alone. Yeah, okay. Next, um, uh, this is the last one. Woman kills rabid, is it rabid or rabid? Rabid. Mm. Rabid. Some people say rabid. Well, they're wrong. It comes from rabies, doesn't it? Yeah, but, that, you know, that's no precedent because the noun is pronounced one way. The adjective has to Look, be pronounced the same rabid. way. it's rabid. Okay, anyway, I think some people... You will hear, listeners, some people say rabid, and some people <laughs> but say... they're wrong. Some people say rabid, and this is the kind of thing that people have strong opinions about. <laughs> According to my parents, it's only rabid, and the people who say rabid should be ignored. Rabid, rabid. People rabid. who say rabid are rabid. What does it mean, rabid? It means that they've got a form of... Well, it's like they're mad. If, if they're bitten by a rabid dog... The um, rabies is transmitted from the dog to the human and it turns the human, well, I don't know. I don't think they are mad. I think it's a horrible disease. So rabies is a disease? It is. And it's a disease that's spread by animals? Yes, and yes. For example, dogs can have Mainly rabies. Mainly dogs, but it can be 
bats and it can be other animals, Foxes. I think. And it's a disease which, I don't know how it works, but it, it uh, one of the symptoms is that it, cr- it causes really strange behavior mm. and with dogs it can make them very aggressive mm. and they bite people and then those people get infected mm. by rabies it's like the closest thing we've got to zombies is it <laughs> i'd say so okay the next the closest thing we have to that there's a famous rabid dog in uh, to kill a mockingbird, kill a mockingbird yeah kill a mockingbird yeah. The, the book by yeah. um harper lee yes yeah there's a there's a rabid and dog atticus, in that. atticus shoots it cool he just gets his rifle and shoots it okay we don't have rabies in the uk no we don't we amazingly measures in place to yes. try and make sure it doesn't reach it's the islands it's never reached and mind you we could have it in the bat population couldn't we not know about it Anyway, woman kills rabid bobcat. What's a bobcat, Dad? Kind of wild cat. American, North American wild cat. Quite a big cat. Quite big, yeah. yeah. Woman kills rabid bob- bobcat. Um, you know, I've got the usual after being yeah. done, after whatever. After being served salad. Yeah, like, mm, nice salad. I think I'll kill a rabid bobcat. <laughs> Would you like some coffee? No, thanks. Do you have any rabid bobcats? <laughs> uh, we do, as a matter of fact. What's this in my have... salad? <laughs> it's a rabid bobcat. Um, or is it woman kills rabid bobcat with her bare hands? Ah. 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 Uh-huh. It's probably that one, isn't That's it? That's more likely, isn't it? Okay. Uh, how do you imagine that story going? Well, she hadn't got her oven gloves around her at the yeah. time. Well, no, it's because the rabid bobcat was going for her children, and we all know what mothers are like when their children are being attacked. And so she just threw caution to the wind. She didn't have a weapon, so she attacked it with her hands. She strangled it with her bare hands because she was so enraged by the fact it was going for her children. Okay, so she just strangled it. Yeah. Okay. Let's Maybe see. she gave it a karate chop. Hiya! Yeah. Like that. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, then. So, here are the stories. Okay. So, I'm going to read the stories, and I'll ask you some questions to just have some <gasps> some, some conversation on the I subject. So, no, story number one is this. Man charged over stolen toes. Yay! Oh, no. Uh, a New Zealand man has been charged with stealing two human toes from, <gasps> an e- from an exhibition displaying human corpses and organs. Oh, my God. So, some kind of exhibition where they displayed human bodies and well, organs. Well, there's that guy. Sounds horrible. He's, he's a German guy, isn't he, who does... Um, he does work with uh, human bodies. There is a guy who famously toured around the world with his exhibition yes. of uh, human bodies preserved. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And you, right. Could, you could see all of the human bodies and their organs. Yeah, that's Like it. he removed the skin and yeah. you could see the muscles and yes. the capillaries and the v- v- veins and nerves yeah. and things yeah. like that. It must have been that. Yeah. It must German have... guy. Yeah, yes. I don't know his... I, don't know I can't Hans. remember his name, but he... <laughs> was he um... called Hans? Oh, no. Yeah. But he <laughs> used to wear it. Ar- <laughs> may not have been called Hans, but he probably had some hands yeah. on that's display. Right, yeah. Um so, anyway, a New Zealand man has been charged with stealing two human toes from an exhibition displaying human corpses and organs. He's reportedly returned the toes, which are valued at £2,900 each. <laughs> no. But also faces charges of improperly interfering with the dead body of an unknown person. Mm. So, apparently, the, the, the crime is not just the theft, but also no. the fact that he improperly interfered with the dead body of an unknown person. Mm. What a bizarre crime. Very. Um, okay. So, you, you get the story. You understand what happened. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, my questions for discussion are simply this. Which organ in the human body do you expect is the most valuable? And why do you say that? 
you mean on the open market if you if you go to an auction site you know Mm. I'd like to buy a brain. Which one's going to be most expensive? Yeah, which organ in the human body do you imagine is the is the most valuable or the most expensive? I would think that uh, it's the heart for heart transplants mm-hmm. because they don't come up very often. <laughs> well, they're not often but, available. Yeah, limited stock. Lim- yes, but I don't understand the question really because they're never sold; they're always donated. Well, if okay, which organ would be the most expensive? Mm. On well, the black market, you're now talking about. Okay, if you like. I yeah. would say a heart. I mean, you can transplant kidneys and livers and hearts. Don't think you can transplant a, bla- a brain, can you? Not yet. So I would say heart. Okay, I don't have the answer. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> it's pure speculation. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, this is not one of those things where it's like, well, the actual truth story, uh, true answer is this. It's, well, it's just opinion. Okay. And and well, if a toe is worth two two oh, thousand yes, nine hundred, surely a heart would be worth more than that. Okay, well, you'd have thought knows? so. I'd say it's probably the heart or the brain. Mm. Probably the heart because it can be transplanted mm. and there aren't that many of them around available. So let's say the heart. Mm. Listeners who are doctors and listeners who are who trade in uh, organs Body parts. on the black market, <laughs> you can confirm or deny these, these things in the comments section. Uh, as long as you, oh, you know, keep, be all sorts of comments keep, your, up. keep your ID uh, secret, of course, mm. unless you want the police to charge you over some stolen toes. Or, or whatever. Anyway, um, other questions then. What are these organs? Where are they and what do they do? <gasps> right Okay. Now, remember, you're, you're, we're talking to learners of English, so we need okay. to clear, clarify it. Uh, the liver. Where, w- what is it? Where is it? What does it do? The, the liver. liver is in your abdomen behind your rib cage. Um, how do I describe it? Towards on the right, the on your right hand side. Um, if you rub your abdomen just below your ribs, it'll be in that sort of area. Okay, we're not doctors, listeners. Okay, yeah. well that's where I think. It okay, is. and it um, cleans your blood. It's, it deals with blood, doesn't it? Yeah. it? Cleans it and produces blood. Okay, very important. Mm. Um, all right, kidneys, Dad. Not far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Near the liver. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, whereabouts are they? Come on. Um, well, I think they're part of your um, digestion system. Yes, but where are they? They're lower down. They're, they're on the, either they're, side. They're on the, they're, you, have, you feel towards your back, yeah. and and they are on either side of your spine, either side of your spine, quite low down. Okay. Yes, below your below waist. Your Below, On either side. below your waist, really. Mm. Well, That's sort of, and, if you and, find your waist, round about your waist, I suppose, okay. towards the back. Yeah. Okay. Then. In boxing, uh, and I'm not a big fan of boxing. There is a, you know, the different punches I described. You know, straight left, uppercut, and there's a kidney punch. That's when they're in a clinch, and you see the doctors, the, the sorry, the boxers, <laughs> hitting each other in that area. I quite like to see doctors fighting. Yes. <laughs> Mm. And what do they do? The, the doctors. The kidneys. <laughs> the kidneys. What do they do? Yeah, I, I, I don't know really. They they're, they, they're, yeah. s- they filter your. It's what your urine goes through. They pro- they they sort of produce urine, don't they? they well, they. I think no? they, they filter it. They're taking it. out they, the yeah, nutrients take, that it's or the impurities. Your di- 
digestive system separates the waste product from the stuff that's useful and kidneys do that, don't yeah. they? Yeah. The urine goes through the kidneys and everything else goes through the bowel. Okay. I think. All right, then. Uh, lungs, we know where they are. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, bladder. Bladder is a sort of bit little. How do you describe it? I would say it's a bag of urine in your body. Yeah. Basically, your bladder is, <laughs> let's say, that before the urine comes out of you. It goes through the kidneys into the bladder, which is low down in your abdomen. It's like a bag that holds all of your pee. Yeah. There you go. Well done. Easy. Um, you ought to be a medic. There are others. Pancreas. Ooh, tricky. Pancreas is near the liver. And it... I think it's the pancreas that takes out the bile, whatever the bile is. Or is that the bile? Bile mm. is one of, the, is one of the, the fluids that goes yes. through our body. We've got, we've got blood. We have... It works in tandem. I know it's dangerous that you can get pancreatic cancer, which is bad news. Yeah, I don't really um, know what it does. It works in tandem with the liver. It's very close to the liver, and but I'm not entirely sure what Uh, it does. And then there's there's the spleen. Yes, that's another tricky one. Yeah, and that's also close by the pancreas and the liver. I think. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just googling the pancreas. We're not very okay. informative, are no. we? No, no, we're, we're not. not. No. But you know, the idea for this, for this, listeners, you know, you're listening to this to just listen to, you know, people just people chatting. talking. It's, this is people not, showing their ignorance. It's not the doctor's podcast. It's just mm. chatting in English podcast. The pancreas is a glandular organ in the digestive system and endocrine system. Um, oh god what does it do Um, it's an endocrine gland producing several important hormones uh, which circulate in the blood it's also a digestive organ organ secreting pancreatic juice which helps to neutralize acidity uh, moving in from the stomach so basically it just helps with digestion and stuff like that jolly good okay let's move on so that was the man charged over stolen toes. Mm-hmm. Next one is the massive cannabis crop, and it was found at a UNESCO site. Right. The story goes like this. Police in Turkey have revealed that a UNESCO World Heritage Site in the country's southeast has been used to grow cannabis. Uh, to grow cannabis, yeah. More than 200 police were called to the Diyarbakir Fortress to dispose of hundreds of plants, some of which had grown more than three metres tall. Cool. Well, well, well. So, quick question then. Will Do you think cannabis will ever become legal in Britain? Possibly. I don't think it's impossible. I think yes, eventually. In what mm. capacity? Could be just for medical use. It could well, it's just already be, legal for medical use. become legal for personal use as it is in california thing is though there's different types of legal for medical yeah, use because yeah. there's legal for medical use by doctors in 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 the medical industry or whatever yeah. in medical situations they could maybe prescribe well it. the oil is legal now is it uh which it doesn't have any kind of um, psycho what's it effect it's like hallucinogenic psychoactive psychoactive effect it doesn't make you high like any other kind of like the rest of the plant right it's the oil that's been 
secreted or they've removed from the plant. They've somehow distilled. managed to get the stuff that has health benefits. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but for example, in California now, it's just legal for people to just buy it and smoke it mm. for, for for whatever reason. Previously, the law was that you could buy it for personal use, but you needed a medical card. Oh, right. But it was kind of like a legal loophole, and that people were just going to these doctors mm. who were basically, you know you'd go in and say I've got a bit of a bad back is mm. anything you can do and the doctor's like how about a marijuana card and yeah. you go oh it's funny you should ask that yeah. uh, that's nice and then you take your card which is which you've basically bought and then you have to go and use mm. Dr. Robert yeah Dr. Yeah. Roberts yeah like the Beatles uh, song um, okay mm. right yeah. what about for, what about for just personal use then in the UK do you think it do you think it would be a good well, idea? Eventually, it may well be. It's mm. not going to be immediately because the politicians are, you know, afraid of the conservative nature of the, you know, a lot of people in the population who think drugs is drugs and drugs is bad, and there you go. And I think that's the overwhelming view at the moment. But it, it around the world, it's slowly changing, and I think that you know, probably one day it'll go the way of California. Mm. It's a big debate. We don't have time to go into it now. No. Dad, you just said drugs is drugs. I know that was just a kind of a tabloid newspaper expression, you know. Colloquialism. I know it's it's drugs are drugs. It's a kind of just a colloquialism. Colloquialism. Okay, fine. Next story is baby born on train gets free travel. Mm. The story goes like this. A French baby born on a train has been given 25 years worth of free train travel. His birth on the RERA line in Paris disrupted commuters for more than an hour yesterday. <laughs> are, do, are you I familiar with the RER network of trains in Paris? Not really, no. I think it's network. isn't it like a kind of... Um, a bridge between the metro and the main trains. Yeah, basically, you, in Paris, you've got the metro, uh, and they take you around Paris, and the RER takes you from Paris to the suburbs or oh, right, places yeah. just outside Paris, okay? Mm. And the, the the reputation of the RER in mm. Paris, what people tend to say about it is that it's awful mm. and that it's really crowded and it's a bit smelly mm. and uh, it gets delayed. And, you know, if, if you have a conversation with someone and they talk about taking the RER, mm. often it's like, oh, God, which one was it? RERA. Yeah. Oh, God, that's the worst. Yeah. So it's not a very popular system, although it's very, very commonly used. And, you know, it does. It gets you from A to B. So it's a computer line. Commuter. A commuter line. Yeah. Line. Basically. Some of the some of the um, uh, some of the suburbs around Paris are quite rough mm. um, and it must be you know tough to live in those areas so it's a bit bit weird yeah. you know um, anyway RERA was disrupted for an hour I'm sure all the Parisians were delighted yes I can imagine about that um, so have you what do they call him yes I wonder what they called him RER RERER Archie Ari Archie. What what are the trains like in England? How often do you take trains? Quite often. And they're getting worse and worse. Some lines aren't too bad. Luckily, the one that serves us from Warwick to London is pretty good, although it's often far too crowded. But some train lines are just awful in England. They're terribly crowded. They don't run on time. They're very, very expensive. 
mm-hmm. and it's a it's a big talking point at home. Yes, these it's days. a big controversy. Any yeah. any any personal experiences l- lately? No, well, the worst one was going back from Paris in the summer in August. We got the train from our on, on our train line, which, as I say, is normally very good. For some reason, the train we caught only had two carriages or something, and they were completely packed. In fact, there were people who couldn't get on the train because there wasn't enough room. And we had to stand the whole way uh, in this packed train in the heat. And I was not happy. <laughs> no air conditioning. Well, there was, but it was not very good. English air conditioning. Yeah. Mm. We don't know how to do air conditioning. Not very well, no. But the carriage had just too many people in it. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's about capacity. The the, the problem with uh, railways in, in the UK, I mean, they're quite clean, but they are, they're quite often late, and, and they're trying to upgrade the tracks, and this causes disruption. But the impact is that they haven't got enough capacity so, so some people say well there's you know victim of their own success there's more people using trains now than ever before which is true but it doesn't alter the fact that the trains are incredibly crowded particularly the commuter trains going into london mm. uh, and it's becoming quite shocking really that mm. that um they can't increase the capacity uh with you know bigger trains and more trains and more drivers and, there seem to be short kind of drivers of as well so it, it the 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 controversy is quite an interesting one in that whether the state should run the railways which is what the left wing opposition labor party want to do go back to what used to be the case or whether these privatized rail companies are the answer to improving things and a lot of people think that the privatized train companies have failed so maybe something else should happen certainly the tickets are incredibly expensive mm, yeah. sometimes oh compared with the railways in france it's just awful yeah french railways mm. are very good yeah the long on, distance the long distance the tgv on balance they're they're really really good and yeah. they're not too expensive no. they're affordable i mean it's all run by the, the yeah. i guess sort of in some way by the state well it'll um, be um, nas- national like maybe semi-private, public sort of a combination. I think it's a bit subsidised. Yeah, subsidised yeah. by the state. But anyway, the state is sort of in charge of ensuring that the train system is good for commuters first mm. and foremost. I suppose. I know it must be complicated trying to make yeah. a train system profitable for the company running it, while also making sure that the commute, the, the customers and commuters, commuters are prioritised. I don't see how it can work. It certainly doesn't work at home because the important thing is making sure that the shareholders get a profit every year. Well, that can't possibly be the right way to do it. Yeah. It's complicated though, isn't it? Because you want the, 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 the train companies to make a profit so that the economy is, is successful because you don't want them to run at a loss or, you know, you don't really. You don't want companies well, I, to, I to, at, to be um, unsuccessful. I don't know. I see uh, transport as being, you know, like a social service almost. Everybody mm. needs it. Mm. And the government should be prepared to make sure that its population has a reasonable transport, as a so- I think. As a society, we, yes. we, we have an obligation to make sure that the society runs in certain yeah. basic ways. And yes. transport is a, a basic right. And so the government should, you know, step in and say, you have to make sure... That the trains are never overcrowded like this. That they're affordable for most people to to, to buy mm. and things like that. Yeah, there's also other reasons why there should be a really good rail network. One is business that um, you can't have a healthy economy if you don't have a really good rail sector, and that includes freight as well as people. 
so they can move um, people can move around and and goods and things can yeah. be transported around easily uh, but the other one is there's a another political thing about the unity of the nation that um if for in our country for example if people in Scotland think that they're isolated from London because they don't have a rotten rail service then it can lead to separatism so mm. i mean it, it it's important politically to have a good network of communication across the country so it's easy for people in manchester to go to london and london mm. to manchester mm. and it kind of brings the two places closer together for okay. example okay let's move on to the next uh, next one uh, and this is woman injured after being shot in the face with a hot dog <laughs> okay so here we go this is from america explain that everyone knows what a hot dog is i yeah. take it yes it's not a dog that's hot no Mm. It's a sausage in a in a in piece a bun. of bread right. in a roll. So, uh, what, how do you get shot with a hot dog? Well, it, you have to be in America, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, so it goes like this: a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Philadelphia Phillies are are they baseball? Ba- baseball, baseball? I think they're baseball. Philadelphia Phillies fan has reportedly been injured after the team's mascot shot her in the face with a hot dog cannon. The woman was left with minor bruising under one eye and has been offered free tickets to the next Phillies game as compensation so that she can be hit in the face with another hot dog. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't say what a hot dog cannon is. So I can explain, I think, because oh. in America they have, uh, at these sporting events, they like to do crazy things to get the crowd involved and to create the right atmosphere. And the mascots are these, yes, the mascots are these people who dress in outfits. So if the Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies, I don't know what their mascot is. It's probably mm. like a bear or something. I don't know. And the mascots go around and they kind of entertain the crowd. And one of the things they do these days is they, they have these big guns that shoot things into the crowd. Like toy guns. Like T-shirts. They shoot oh. pff, shoot T-shirts into the gra- crowd. And it's like a, a pack. The T-shirt is stuffed into a little uh, pack and then loaded into the gun. And thunk, you can fire the T-shirt out into the crowd and the people in the crowd grab the T-shirts. And apparently, I suppose, you can also wrap up a hot dog (laughs) in some tin foil or something and fire the hot dog into the crowd. Oh, dear. But um, presumably, this uh, mascot uh, shot a woman in the face with this Mm. uh, hot dog gun. And she got a big bruise under her eye. I should think it's... Minor bruising? Minor bruising. Thank you. Mm. No, yeah. (laughs) Is it a news story? No. No. But it's quite funny, though, isn't it? Hey, look, a woman got shot in the face with a hot dog. (laughs) Would you believe it? Um, So, my questions are, have you ever had a food-related accident? Like, for example, have you ever dropped food on something or on yourself? Have you ever spilled food on yourself, embarrassingly? Have you ever choked on food or maybe got food stuck somewhere... I'm always choking on my food. Mm-hmm. Um, have we had a, a food-related incident? I can't think of one. Can you? If, if, Didn't if, Luke's brother have a something choking him at some point? Haven't you had a fish bone stuck in your throat? Yes, I have. Oh, that's right. Mm, I did. When you were away. Where I was were you? away. Tell us about a, it, Dad. Tell us. Regional television conference, and it was a fish bone, and um, I felt it in my throat, and I, it wouldn't go, wouldn't go, wouldn't go, and we're gonna, in the end, I was hauled off by the people there who could speak the language. Where was I? I can't remember. Uh, and, um, and, Poland, Yeah, you? I think it was, and, and the Polish contingent managed to find a doctor who would um, get his tweezers out and go down into my throat and 
pull this fish bone out of my throat. You were eating fish at the time, I suppose. I was eating fish, <laughs> yes. You weren't just doing something else. And, no. Oh, a fish bone. <laughs> Silly. Uh, no, it, and it, it was really un, very uncomfortable because, you know, you could feel it, but it also made you want to kind of, ugh, like that. Sorry? Go, ugh. <laughs> Made you want um, to retch a bit, yes. So, um, yes, I had that. That was an interesting. Were you, were, you, were you were you worried for your life? No, I wasn't. It was just awkward, okay. and it was felt nasty. I was hoping. Anyway, for... once he'd pulled it out with his tweezers, I was off to rejoin the party. No problem. Okay. Uh, did you carry on eating the fish? I did not, <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. Once bitten, twice shy. Once hit with the fish bone, avoid the fish. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, then that'll do. Uh, next one uh, is this. Algeria turns off the internet to tackle cheating. Mm. Okay. So yeah. officials in Algeria, officials, that would be official people. Mm-hmm. Uh, officials in Algeria have cut off the country's internet access in a bid to stop cheating during high school examinations in an attempt Hmm. to stop cheating during high school examinations. The Algerian government will maintain the internet blackouts. They'll keep doing this for the next six days, following widespread cheating during the 2016 high school diploma exams. That seems to me to be a... What is it, to crack a nut? It's using a sledgehammer sledgehammer to crack a a nut. Or over-the-top Completely over-the-top. Surely it would be better to try and stop them cheating... Rather than turn off the internet. Like, means everyone else is suffering. Maybe no mobile phones or computers in the exam room. Exactly. Instead, it's like, no, 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 just turn the internet (laughs) off. That's (laughs) incredible. I find that hard to believe. If you can't use the internet properly, no one can use the internet. Yes. It seems a bit extreme, doesn't it? It does. But we don't know the context in Algeria. No, we maybe, don't. Maybe it's impossible to, to enforce these measures in the classroom. We don't know. I mean, God knows. Maybe their classrooms are so chaotic that they can't even police the door. No, come on. The, I can't. mean, the, there must be another reason. Well, we don't know. But anyway, quick question. Maybe they don't all sit in the same room and they have exams maybe they do their done exams in their own on, time. Maybe they do their exams on computer. Maybe they do it in their, in their own time. Oh, that's a thought, yes. They might have computers Computer-based operating. exams. Mm. And all the, the, all the kids are just sort of quick going on Google. Yes. And the teacher doesn't realise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much time do you spend online every day? Oh, gosh, quite a lot. Uh, let me see, probably three hours, would you say? Yes. Um, if uh, not more. More. Um, could you survive without... Your, I could. Without the internet? I could, but I'd find it really, really hard now. Mm-hmm. Amazing how it's taken over. Because we're just used to going online for every single thing, aren't, aren't we? Well, yes. I mean, certainly, you know, emailing as well as finding out what's going on. Mm. Uh, you do rely on it a lot. Would I survive? I think I might. I, mean, I might just survive <laughs> as opposed to just roll over with my legs in the air and go, ah, and expire. <laughs> but um, Yes, of course we could survive. And, uh, just we're old enough to remember an age when it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know? that, we did actually survive. That was my next question, huh. which was, um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so you've lived with the internet, you've lived without it. Yeah. Is life better with or without? It's much more interesting with. I love the internet. Uh-huh. 
think it's fascinating. Find yeah. out all sorts of things. You, you can, can't you? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the pancreas? What does it, what does it, <laughs> yes. and what does it do? Instantly, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we pause? Okay. I think we should yeah. pause because right. quite hungry. Yeah, so am I. But the, I've, we've got a few stories. No, no, actually, no, we shouldn't pause now. Let's okay. just, let's... Let's crack on let's and finish. Crack we've on been on doing finish. this for long enough. Yeah. I know, I know, but I can, I can turn it into two episodes. That's fine. Okay. Okay, we'll crack on. Yeah, don't so, forget your other appointment. I won't forget my yeah. other appointment. Um, child calls police after being served salad. Oh. So the child... Oh, here's what happened, okay? Yeah. A 12-year-old Canadian child has been cautioned by police after twice calling 911 uh, to complain that he'd been served a salad during a meal. Police say the boy called to report the unwanted dish, (laughs) then shortly afterwards called again to ask how long it would be before officers arrived to deal with the issue. Well, that child needs a good talking to. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve-year-old. So here's the situation. Little Jimmy is sitting with his family or whatever at the rest in the restaurant and he's he gets a salad and little jimmy goes i don't want a salad <laughs> and then the parents are like well you've got to eat the salad i don't want a salad and then he calls the police my parents are making me eat a salad it's child abuse and maybe you know he's never eaten a salad in his life before he's an american kid and maybe he thinks canadian. it's poisonous canadian. oh canadian's close enough so he, he <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he thinks it's poisonous I don't want want a salad. It's green. It tastes healthy. (laughs) Um, And then uh, the police were like, uh, you know, little Jimmy, we've we've told you once. I can't do a Canadian accent. (laughs) The the American and Canadian listeners to your podcast will be hating us by now because we're perpetuating stereotypes. But uh, we're we're only doing it in jest, ladies and gentlemen. We're just making fun. Um, (laughs) So presumably the police were like, I'm sorry, this is is ridiculous. Uh, um, You know, thanks for your call, but I'm afraid... You know, I wonder if it's got one of those police code numbers they use. You know, uh, when 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 they're called out, they 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 say to the base, "I'm responding to a you know a nine two two eight a two eleven you know, at the restaurant." <laughs> yes, which what is, another kid doesn't want to eat a salad? That's right. It's probably got its own number. <laughs> okay, now next one is man killed by his mother's coffin. Mm-hmm. That's coughing, coffin, not coughing. Yeah. Coffin. I bet my scenario was closer. An Indonesian man has died after his mother's coffin fell on him. Yes. During her funeral. It's a sad story. Oh. Dozens of other men were injured. Dozens. What? Of other men. This was one hell of a big coffin. Dozens. That a dozen is twelve. So dozens. It's like twenty-four 30, more 40. men. Uh, uh, dozens of other was men? this coffin being suspended from the ceiling or well, something well anyway lots of well Indonesia can get very crowded yeah. you know, so maybe a lot of people squeezed into a small space mm-hmm. and a big coffin uh, maybe anyway. it was on wheels and it ran away maybe yes. it ran down a hill dozens of other men were injured while trying to carry the coffin up a makeshift ladder Ah, they were trying to carry the coffin up a ladder to a traditional uh, house in which dead bodies are stored during the Toraja traditional funeral ceremony. Oh, right. So they were trying to lift the coffin up a ladder into a, into a traditional house. Wow. And I suppose the coffin fell, killing the... Squashing the, them. Squashing the sun and injuring lots of other people. Tragic, well, tragic and ironic death. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, ladders are very dangerous things. Yeah, they are. You only um, have to fall a few, from a few rungs of a ladder to really injure yourself. Yeah. Especially if you're dead already. Exactly. Um, 
Okay, let's move on to the third and final story, mm-hmm. which is this. Woman kills rabid, rabid, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't disown me. Woman kills rabid bobcat with her bare hands. Mm. A 46-year-old Georgia woman, a woman from Georgia. That's Georgia, United States. I'm assuming it's the United yeah. States. Yeah. A 46-year-old Georgia woman has reportedly killed a rabid bobcat after the animal attacked her in her driveway. Gosh. Dee Dee Phillips, so it is America. It is America. Told local reporters that her first thought when the animal attacked was, I am not dying today. <laughs> she saved herself by strangling the animal. You, you were right. She's, I was right about the strangling. Brilliant. She throttled yeah. it. Yes. Imagine that. A yeah. bobcat's got big, sharp claws. How yeah. did she manage that? Pretty big You've cat. got to be pretty determined, mm. haven't you, to strangle a bobcat? I, I mean, I, have you ever seen video of, of someone of like a house cat when they go yeah. crazy. I don't need to see a video. Our cat used to attack me. Mm. Re- and it was really horrible. In its later life, it's yeah. had these mad episodes. Yeah. And Our- it, it was nasty, really nasty. And he was just a little cat. Mm. And when the cat goes goes weird, you know when they go all wild? I do. Yeah. And <laughs> they go for you. Yeah. They'll go for you. They certainly do. When they go for you. It's pretty scary, and they're yeah. they're pretty uh, dangerous, and, yeah. and and they're strong. Still got, still got the scars to prove it. Somewhere. They're, they're strong and, and yeah. pretty pretty scary. So imagine a wild bobcat, yeah, and it goes for you, and yeah, you would have to think. Well, right, come yeah. on then. I'm not going to die today. Well, I think very impressive for Dee Dee, yeah. and um, you know, it's the size of a of a dog, a, a yeah. bobcat. Yes. I mean, this would be well, something you know. Quite a challenge. Imagine if the, the cat would go for it and you'd think, I'm not going to die today. I still haven't seen the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, have you ever had an encounter with a wild animal? A wild. Not the, not, the, not, the, not the domestic cat. Not the cat, but a wild animal. Have um, you ever had an encounter with a wild animal? We saw a moose. Yeah. In, in, um, when we were in Nova Scotia, Canada. What's a moose? Huge elk, huge deer. And uh, we were hoping to see moose, and we were walking by a little lake in the forest. You were walking by a little lake? Well, we were sitting down by it, actually, and um, it's funny because Jill said, what did you say? I said, all we need now to make this perfect is for a moose to stick its head out of those trees over there. That's not a sentence you hear every day. It isn't. All we need now to make this perfect is a moose. I can testify that's what she said, and at that moment, believe it or not... (laughs) A large moose head popped out of the trees, and this moose emerged. They're very tall, and it walked towards us along the edge of the lake, and it walked towards us closer and closer and closer. We were thinking, this is a very big animal. <laughs> you know, what if it gets startled when it notices we're here? But when it did see we were there, it quickly catapulted itself back into the forests. Well, it didn't catapult itself. It, it just went, gently walked back into the forest. And the, but we came across it again later on yeah, when we were walking through the forest it, part. There it part. was, in, in amongst the trees. Huge. They are yeah. massive. Did you yeah. know that the moose is one of the most dangerous animals in the world? <laughs> <You're joking. laughs> no, I'm not joking. In the moose way? is responsible for killing more people than many, than many other animals. That's only that, because people drive into them on they say, the motorways. They say, you know, probably the mosquito is probably the, the, the most dangerous animal because of malaria. Or the buffalo. Uh, buffalo, hippopotamus in Africa, yeah. famously a very dangerous. But moose kills a lot of people. How? By trampling. Trampling over them. Stepping in front of their car. Because, well, maybe car-related accidents, yeah, yeah it could be, yeah. that, that you crash into the moose and that's it. If you yeah. hit a moose when you're travelling fast, right. then, you know, that's it. 
but also protect, p- perhaps they protect their young. Mm. And if you come across a moose with little mm. baby m- mooses, yeah, what's the plural of moose? Mooses, <laughs> niece, niece, <laughs> mooses. Well, it's sorry. it's like the domestic cow in England. They uh, just you know fairly recently, there's been a couple of cases of women being trampled to death by cows, mainly because they walked into a field full of cows which had the calves with them, and the women were uh, had their dogs with them, and the cows you know attacked. wanted to attack the women because of the dog right thought the dog would attack their can you believe calves and one woman was killed wasn't she yeah quite recently so so when we say this big moose was a little bit intimidating yeah. i mean you understand now that, we weren't um, uh, we were thinking hello this is getting a bit close because for me now i know now i have this knowledge of, of mooses and how dangerous <laughs> they are i don't remember how i found out about that mm-hmm. uh but um if I'd been in your situation, I would have been well, scared. I, I would have been scared. I was we, going to use a ruder expression. Yes. Jill said, I'm not going to die today. And we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was prepared to strangle it, but we didn't have to. I also had a skunk encounter when I was in, this, in the United States. I was in a summer camp. Is this a cannabis story? No, not that kind of... It is skunk. An animal. A, an animal, a black and white animal. By the way, folks, just in case you don't know, skunk is a nickname for a certain type of cannabis. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you I actually didn't know that. You saw the animal skunk. Yes, it was. Um, what, wait, wait, wait. What is a skunk? It's a, it's a black and white um, animal with a big tail, which uh, is notorious for its um, smell. It has a, uh, a sack of incredibly toxious, uh, noxious, toxic material is which it, wait, it sprays it, on its enemies is it toxic anyway uh, well, i think it can blind you it's noxious anyway it it's stink. horrible it stinks it's incredible and of course you can smell when there's a skunk around particularly in the evenings because you know you could just smell it um and i was uh sitting on a veranda of a bunkhouse where the the kids uh, i was looking after were sleeping with my feet on the rail reading a book and I could smell there was a skunk around. And it popped up on the veranda and walked along towards me. And, of course, if, if you scare it, it's going to spray you. Mm-hmm. And trying to get rid of skunk smell is, well, it's almost impossible for, for a long, long time. And if it gets you in the face, it could be really quite nasty. So I, um, I just froze and didn't move at all. And it walked right underneath me with its tail brushing my legs and hopped off the other end and out. Oof, didn't, what didn't a lucky me. escape. Oof. Oof. What a relief. Well, folks, that's the end. We've got through the stories there. Um, and, uh, well, I don't know. Conclusion? Is there a, <laughs> is there a conclusion? <laughs> nope. Watch the con- out. The conclusion is, I'm hungry and I want my lunch. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have our lunch now. Um, thank you for talking to me in the, the usual rambling fashion. <laughs> it's been lots of fun. Yeah. I, I, should I, can I just say on behalf of my listeners that they enjoy listening to you talking very much? Good. Uh, no doubt there'll, nice. be, there'll be comments saying, you know, that your, your mum and dad have got lovely accents and it's really nice to talk to them. So on behalf of my listeners, thank you for talking to us thank on the you, podcast. Thank you, It's a pleasure. And what a pleasure it was, indeed, to have my parents on such good form, making everyone laugh on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Remember, stories and vocab uh, on the website. Um, Don't forget, you must sign up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. There are now 17 episodes of, of, uh, what shall I call it, lep 
Uh, 17 episodes as I record this with more coming and also some YouTube live events and other things like that uh, coming up. Uh, The most recent episode of Premium that I did uh, was called The Grammar of Gandalf. What do you think of that? The Grammar of Gandalf. And it's basically a verb tense review with comparison between lots of different verb forms like present continuous and simple I mean, present perfect, continuous and simple, different ways of expressing regret, passive structures, using past subjunctives, modal verbs, and all the pronunciation of that as well, all coming from some dialogue from the first Lord of the Rings film. You don't need to be a Lord of the Rings fan uh, for the episode to work, but because it's, you know, it's just a little story context, but um, quite a thorough grammar review. Also, with transcripts and three test exercises, testing you on all the language that comes up, along with pronunciation drills. Um, So it's quite a little grammar package of three episodes of Luke's English Podcast Premium that went up just recently. Uh, Sign up for Premium to get those episodes and PDFs, as well as the other 14 episodes that are in the growing library of content for my subscribers. If you're already a Premium Lepster, then I would like to say thank you for supporting this podcast and ensuring that I can raise general quality levels as much as possible. So nice one. You can sign up for uh, Teacher Luke. uh, Sign up at Teacher Luke. You can sign up for premium at teacherluke.co.uk slash premium. All the instructions are there. You can listen to the episodes in the app or online. Um, One more thing before we finish the episode. Sometimes I sound a bit like Alan Partridge, I think. Sometimes I sound a bit like Alan Partridge. Um, Someone actually once told me that I sounded like Alan. It's when I was working at a language school in Japan, and uh, all of the the classrooms were, like, just divided by sort of glass windows, and we could kind of hear each other teaching. And this girl was from Australia, and they know about Alan in Australia. They they get Alan Partridge on TV there. And so she'd hear me teaching, and she would be like, you sound like Ellen Partridge. How do you do it? How would an Australian say Ellen Partridge? Something like that. Anyway, she used to say I sounded like Alan Partridge, and uh, we used to have fun sort of doing Alan, Alan impressions. Aha, Lynn! You know, that, that kind of thing. But um, <laughs> I think we all have a bit of Alan inside us. I know that sounds weird, but I think it's sort of true. Um, but I do feel like I wander into Partridge territory sometimes when I'm podcasting, giving lots of detail, over-explaining, rambling, and going a bit too far. Also, there's something about the tone of broadcasting in any format that makes you sound a bit Partridge. There's something about just the tone of broadcasting uh, does make you sound a bit like Partridge. Uh, in fact, there's a well-known Twitter account called Accidental Partridge, twitter.com slash accidental p, and it's a hashtag too, hashtag Accidental Partridge, which people on Twitter use to share moments that they've seen in the media of people saying things that sound just like Alan. And in this episode, I don't know if you noticed, but I had an Accidental Partridge moment Um, And here it is. I'm going to play it back to you. This was when I was explaining the pancreas. And it came out a bit like I was on Alan Partridge's radio program trying to explain what the pancreas does, which is exactly the sort sort of situation that Alan Partridge would find himself in. Okay, so this is my Alan Partridge moment explaining the pancreas. The pancreas is a glandular organ in the digestive system and endocrine system. 
Um, oh God, what does it do? Um, it's an endocrine gland producing several important hormones uh, which circulate in the blood. It's also a digestive organ, organ secreting pancreatic juice which helps to neutralise acidity uh, moving in from the stomach. So basically it just yeah. helps with digestion okay. and stuff like that. It helps with digestion and stuff like that. You're listening to Mid-Morning Matters. I'm Alan Partridge. Uh, so that there you go. That was my Alan Partridge moment. And I think we'll end the episode here. Thanks as ever for listening and being the most excellent of audiences. I'll speak to you soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.